Welcome to the Hardcore Truth, where we discuss music, movies, society, politics, and the punk rock scene. I am your host, Rusty. Thanks for listening. Let's jump right into it. So, last week was the launch episode of this new podcast that is uh, pretty much probably a shit show. But, you know, we're going to roll on with it and see how it goes. So the first thing I'd like to jump into is uh, how society has influenced the youth in the past 30 years. Uh, let's start with the 80s, I suppose. The 1980s was a little hazy for me. I mean, I was born in the middle of it, but some of the things that I've seen, which shows like, you know, uh, Stranger Things on Netflix and and uh, other things that I have seen you know, throughout growing up on how the 80s really were, it just seems like the kids of the 1980s had more fun out of anybody else. Um, everything was brand new. Um, you know, kids didn't have the internet, I guess, to influence their way of thinking. I mean, there was the news and there was newspapers, uh, magazines and whatnot. Um, punk rock, you know, through the 80s, you know, created a rebellious outlet for youth who were feeling misplaced or just out and out outcasts in society but all in all it just seemed like the 1980s for kids it just seems like it was a lot better than the 90s or the 2000s um i guess you could say there was almost it was, i guess you could say it was like the last vegetable of innocence i guess you could say um like i said the internet hadn't been in a minute yet um there was definitely no social media uh kids just were they were just kids you know um if you wanted something fun to do you know other besides ride your bike or you know play in the woods or whatever with your friends you'd go to an arcade which was kind of cool you know that was fairly new cutting edge you know you had uh, video games that were just coming out, but they were only in the arcade type. Because um, I, I don't think Atari was all around there yet. Um, but, you know, for the most part, kids would go to arcades and hang out and just kind of do whatever, you know. You didn't have to worry about the the latest trend or whatever bullshit that was going on around that time you know kids were just kids and then uh the 90s came now i grew up in the 90s the 90s were they were pretty cool music had changed dramatically not so much in the sense where um the overproduced bullshit that you hear nowadays but it was kind of in the spirit of punk rock where it was it was angsty it was moody it was different um and it just it just kind of kicked the ass of anything else that was coming out it was freaking parents out at the time which was totally awesome you know you had you had amazing pivotal bands, you know, that, that came out, you know, you had Nirvana, you had, uh, um, Soundgarden, you had Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains, uh, you had Smashing Pumpkins, you know, 
these were bands that freaked out society because it wasn't it wasn't innocent anymore it was talking about things that nobody else was talking about it was talking about being pissed off it was talking about substance abuse it was talking about abuse in general it was definitely i think the 90s were definitely the end of a sheltered life and life in a sheltered society everything just broke wide the fuck open and it was great everything was there it was in your face you couldn't escape it you couldn't avoid it it was just great now on top of that you know video games had kind of moved out of the arcades and were coming into the homes you know and stuff like that so kids weren't really kind of coming together at arcades but instead they were picking up instruments or they were picking up a skateboard or they were getting into BMX you know um, things like that and it was just it was amazing the 90s were just an awesome time to live and I think it was a really cool really cool era and um, the political sphere of it wasn't all that great it, it was pretty shitty as far as politics went growing up in the 90s, you had things that happened. Uh, just off the top of my head, you had the you had the government-sanctioned murder of the Weaver family, or the, the majority of the Weaver family uh, at Ruby Ridge, and then you had um, the you had the siege of Waco, which the, the you know the government went in and killed innocent people there as well. Then you had the Oklahoma City bombing. That kind of shaped what the government was going to be. And what we see and how we see it now. Just, it gave them carte blanche to put their fingers up the ass of every American citizen in the United States. Now, I'm not defending... Not defending in the least bit of what happened there. I am not. But it kind of laid the groundwork of the monster that we know today. Moving on from that topic, we'll dive into that subject in another time, another episode. Um, but it really kind of shook up a lot of things. The 90s in, in a whole were... Some of probably, I don't know, some of the coolest times to be alive. It really was. You had a lot of things going on there. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the 90s were, they were just where it was at. It was just awesome. Then came in the 2000s. The 2000s sucked. It just did. The 2000s just sucked. Um, the music sucked for the most part. Uh, I guess, you know, there were there were good metal bands that came out in the 90s, not so much punk. And I know this is, you know, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of uh, just focus on punk rock in, in this podcast. But, I mean, let's talk about the contributions of metal. I guess we can put that... Um, that was really it. Um, 
there really, I mean, not that I could remember any punk bands that really, really stood out. Um, I mean, to me, it, it's the majority of, of punk is uh, old punk from the 80s. Black Flag, Dead Kennedys, the Ramones, um, which a lot of people argue were if they were even punk rock or not. Doesn't matter. It's music. It's about the attitude. You know, you had bands like that, Minor Threat, so on and so forth. You just had all these bands that just, they were angry, they were pissed off, they were tired of just being pigeonholed or just being rejected completely. And with the 2000s, it kind of just, all that just kind of, it, it's misplaced. It just... I don't know. It just it, it, it to me it just seemed like it turned into something completely different, boring almost. But I know that sounds kind of elitist and it's not supposed to, but it just does. But I just wanted to, you know, to touch on you know how society influenced the youth. It's just whatever is going on in that decade, it will impact the youth negatively or positively, obviously. Um, it just, and, and you can really see it, really hear it in the music that was released during those times. Um, but yeah, it's just, I don't know, I just wanted to touch on that real quick. So let's delve into it. This past week has really come up with a lot of interesting things. So one thing I really want to talk about is, um, Current government overreach. And what I mean by this, the newest thing that comes out of Pipeline is the bans on flavored vape. Now, me personally, my political beliefs and leanings, I really don't think the government has the right to say what you can and can't put in your own fucking body. It's not up to them. It's not. And a lot of people are like, oh, Rusty, what about the FDA? Blah, blah, blah. Fuck the FDA. Okay, we all take chances. Day in and day in. Fuck it out. I mean, the shit that they put in our food, the shit that's allowed that they put in our, in our food, the things that we eat, it, it's just fucking ridiculous. And they're going to worry about a smoking substitute and what's in them. They're saying that these things cause cancer and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, well, no shit. No fucking shit. Okay? We went from smoking cigarettes that could cause cancer, that do cause cancer, to replacing it with another thing that, you know, can't be all that great for you that you put in your fucking body. I really don't see where the government has a right to tell you what the fuck you can and can't do. It's total fucking bullshit. Now, the ramifications of an overreaching government are fucking obvious. We see it every fucking day of our lives. It doesn't matter what the fuck it is that you're doing, you know? If you say something that may be unpopular and another group is offended by it, boom, you got censorship. It doesn't matter what the fuck it is. Censorship is fucking bullshit. All of us fucking know that. But what I'm saying is, those people who cry and scream the loudest are the ones who get listened to the most. And really, basically what it comes down to it, like I said before, who the fuck is the government to tell us what we can and can't fucking put in our bodies? It's fucking disgusting. And it just, it needs to fucking stop. It really fucking does. Because 
honestly, we live in a country where we're supposed to be free. Now, let me pose a question to you. If the government tells you, dictates what you can and cannot put in your body, how the fuck are you free? Simple answer. You're fucking not. You're not. You have the nanny state trying to fucking babysit you from the cradle to the fucking grave. Now, yes, granted, we have more freedoms than most countries on the face of this earth. But those freedoms aren't really freedoms if they come with added restrictions. And that's just the fucking that's that's just the fucking truth right there. Now, we have both sides of the argument here. It says that these things are dangerous for people, that they shouldn't be using them. Okay, fine, fair enough. Who the fuck are you to tell me what I can't can't put in my body? Okay? Now, if these things hold water, which I don't fucking know, I don't vape, I don't, really couldn't tell you the first fucking thing that, you know, comes with, with it. But, again... What it all boils down to is personal choice. If I want to do this to myself, why does it fucking matter to you? It shouldn't. And all in all, if you think about it, it's the government trying to control the people in this country. It's as simple as that. And I think it's so bullshit that we're wasting so much fucking time on whether we should ban vape. You know, and, and I'm tired of this. Why are we fucking banning everything? Okay, wh- why the fuck are we banning everything? It doesn't make any fucking sense. It, it just does not fucking make sense to me. If a person has made the decision to put something into their body, and the only person that they're harming is themselves, that's their fucking right. 100% that is their fucking right. It's just, I really think that we have lost our backbone in this country. There used to be a time when the government was fucking up, we would tell them, hey, You're fucking up. You better fucking knock it off. You need to remember you work for us. We don't fucking work for you. We're not a serfdom. Okay? You're not the supreme fucking ruler of us. We put you in office. Because we thought. Collectively. That you would serve. Our. Ideas. And we, you know, that you would take the will of the people and fight for the will of the people. However, that's not what's fucking happening. No, it's not. Um, These people, politicians, they tell people what they want to fucking hear. They get into office and they do an exact 180. Now... The problem with that is this. They go and say that they're going to do all these things. 
But then all of a sudden you have special interest groups or you have this person in these group of people who want this. So what they were originally elected for gets put on the fucking back burner because these people over here are giving them money to further their cause. So the original, the original purpose that they're there has fallen to the wayside and they have completely forgotten what they are there to do. Sadly enough, nowadays, politicians get into politics to become millionaires. And that's what happens. That's, that's, the, that's the awful truth in that part. It's really disturbing. And I think it's funny that we've all pretty much in this country have given up our, I guess you could say power. We've given up our power. Because we've entrusted these people to do what they were sent there to do. We expect these people to keep their word. But deep down inside we know that they're not going to do it. But yet we do it anyways because we believe that maybe this one will be different. Maybe this one won't be like the last one. Maybe this one won't fuck us over. But... In the end, they always fucking do. And then this kind of derailed a bit. You know, I had to get that off my chest. I kind of I felt like I kind of had to throw that out. Because that's what it seems to the vast majority of this country. That's what it seems like the government does. Because that's, a, that's what they do. Um, something else I want to dive into so apparently as of I think it was Saturday yeah Saturday um Saturday the UAW United Auto Workers Union went on strike I think it's 48 GM plants in the country shut the fuck down. They went on strike. So what is happening? So the way I understand it and the way it has been explained to me, um, I have an inside source, an anonymous source. Um, basically what is happening is the, the, uh, GM is trying to make their workers pay for their own insurance. Not only that, but apparently, their pensions have been fucking taken from them. So, could you imagine, say you go to work for 20 years. You work for this company for 20 fucking years. Um, you're working your ass off day in, day out, you know, week after week, month after month, year after fucking year. And come to find out, you know, the company that is supposed to have your back... It's supposed to, you know, you know, it's supposed to help you with what you're going to live off after you retire. Has been taking your fucking money this entire time, and you have nothing to show for all the years of service that you have done. This is completely fucked up, and apparently, this is a big fucking 
deal because apparently I've I've read an article uh, that my source has sent me saying that the the top people of GM have been taking these people's money out of their fucking pensions and using it on expensive um, vacations, resorts, and shit like that. They've been stealing their fucking workers' money. Now, this isn't the first time this has happened with unions. This is a notorious fucking problem with people at the head helm of every fucking thing in unions. There's always been problems with corruption. There's always been problem with greed. I don't know what those who work in a union could do to stop this. I don't know what's causing this problem. And it's it's hard. It's sad to see. It really is. Um, you know this uh, this source that I have. You know he's uh, he's about to start a young family, and um, he's finding himself out of work. Because basically the people who run the company that he works for decided to steal his money and his fellow co-workers' money. Now, apparently, I've also read in this article that there, there are people, they're going to fucking prison for this shit. And they fucking should. Because if I were to do that, I would go to fucking prison. Just because these people have money, and a lot of it, mind you, whether it be theirs or not, they still have a lot of fucking money. These people should fucking face jail time. They really fucking should. Now, let's talk about... Let's talk about effects that it could have, you know, looking into the future. Um, apparently today, the Teamsters have sided with their, with, the, with their fellow brethren on strike, saying that they are going to refuse to ship any of the vehicles that come out of these plants. This could start a slippery slope. Um, It could possibly fuck a lot of things up. And what I mean by that, it could possibly, it it could create a shortage um, in jobs. It really could. Um, it could potentially turn violent. Um, if if GM isn't going to listen to their workers and say they can continue to not negotiate, and this stretches on and on and on, um, they're obviously going to hire people who aren't union to fill these empty slots. And things could get nasty really fucking fast. I hope that an agreement comes soon, that these guys can get back to work. They fix the wrongs that's been going on, and they get what they work for. Because that's what it all boils down to. You get for you get what you work for. You put in an honest day's work, you should get an honest day pay for it. And you have some dickhole stealing your fucking money, taking food out of your children's mouths, taking money away from you that you could use to pay your bills to keep a roof over your fucking head. I hope these guys 
get what they are trying to get. I hope it works out for them. I really do. Me, I'm not a union guy. Never worked for a union company. You know, but when someone's livelihood is getting getting fucked with and it prevents them making money, I have an issue with that. Especially if these people have worked for it, worked hard for it. There's there's no excuse for it. None whatsoever. Um, I hopefully, you know, like I said, I hopefully these things get resolved and get resolved quickly for these guys. I really hope so. So, moving on. Um, another topic I would like to touch on today. And I, I briefly touched it on this on the last episode. I didn't really di- dive deep into it. Just because there was a lot of things that I wanted to get out. You know, it being the first episode and everything like that. But let's touch on vanishing of traditional masculinity. Now, why are we being taught that masculinity is bad? I don't have an answer for this. The only thing that I could possibly think of is that, and this may be an unpopular thought, like I said, these are my thoughts, you can agree with them or you don't, I really don't give a fuck, but this is my thought, the reason why people are being, why we're being taught that masculinity is bad, is because I think since we live in a hypersensitive society now, everybody has to be the same, everybody has to be boring as fuck. Everybody, if you have someone who isn't physically strong, you know, that's not fair. So everybody should be like that. And being being masculine isn't just being physically strong. Being masculine is being who you are. Being a person who understands the difference between right and wrong. It's... Yeah, I mean, you know, strength has something to do with it, of course, you know. But it's it's being a provider. It's being it's being strong physically, mentally, spiritually even. I mean, just because you're spiritually strong, you know, it doesn't fall on one faith. At least I don't think it does. But like I said, that that's just who I am. There is a difference this is something that they're not telling you. There is a difference between being masculine and a difference of being a fucking douchebag. Okay. Yeah. You see them all, you know, you see the guys there, you know, the guys who, you know, live at the gym and shit like that and think they can nail every fucking piece of ass that walks down the fucking pike. No, that's, that's not being masculine. That's being a fucking douchebag. Being masculine is is completely different than that. That has nothing to do with it. It's all about being strong in character. What you know, it's it, it's just that's just what it is. And for whatever reason they're trying to blur the lines between being masculine and just being a fucking douchebag. Just because I'm masculine, just because I can go outside Cut down a tree, delimit, 
split it up and use it to heat my home in the winter time and stuff like that. Because I can do that, that it doesn't mean that I'm going to go out and womanize or drink and then womanize, you know, smack women around and shit like that. That's not being masculine. That's being a fucking asshole. Okay. Like I said, being masculine is being comfortable with within your own skin, being strong, being proud of being strong. Okay. I don't understand why we live in a society now where being strong is such a bad fucking thing. I don't get it. It doesn't make any fucking sense. So, all in all, why is this important? Look, it's important to feel like you can take care of your family, to take care of yourself, to be able to survive in the world. The world is a cruel, fucked up, cold place. And if you're will, if you're weak at heart, if you have no willpower... You're going to get ran the fuck over. Now, with that being said, do I think that everything needs to be made so everybody can, you know, get ahead in life and, you know, Bob, you know, this, that, and the other? No, I don't. Because in the real world, there's winners and there's fucking losers. I'm sorry, there is. There's a huge difference. That may hurt somebody's feelings, but I don't give a fuck. That's just how it is. It's just, it's just the way it goes. And it's nobody, you know, all in all, the only people that are going to care about you are the, those who are closest to you. A stranger's not going to give a fuck about you. Plain and simple. <clears throat> you have all these politicians out here saying that, oh, we care about you. They don't give a fuck about you. The only thing that they care about is power. They care about the vote. Because if they get voted in, they can fucking tell you how to live your fucking life. And that's, that's the honest truth right there. They don't give a fuck about you. They hardly give a fuck about their job. They care enough to keep their fucking job so they can keep telling you how to live your fucking life. Like, you don't know what's best for you or your family. And then, that, that's just how it goes. That's just how it is. You know, this may be crude and this may be crass, but, you know, this is the absolute fucking truth. It's just, it's just how it is. Um, I don't know. This is a dangerous slope that we're, that we're going down. It really is. Something I want to touch upon too. Um, I feel in this country that we put those who are in political office, and I don't care if they're Republican or Democrat, it doesn't fucking matter, all the way from the beginning to now. Um, if you live your life based solely on a political figure, you live a sad life. Now, it's fine to like the person that you vote for, I mean, hopefully that you do, or you wouldn't have voted for them, right? Policies or just all in all what they have plans for the country. Um, but to live your life through that candidate or that president, just remember, they're still politicians. They're going to do what they do and say what they say 
because they want to keep their job or they want that job. It doesn't matter what initial that they have after their name. The only thing that they care about is control. That's it. Now, I will agree. I will say this. There are some things that I like that the president is doing. However, the other things that he is doing, I don't fucking like. Absolutely at all. But I think that's a topic for a different time and a different show. Um, it's just something else that I had to get off my chest. You know, that's pretty much what this, this podcast is about. It's just basically me just fucking ranting and hopefully, you know, either on purpose or by accident, you know, people get a kick out of it. Either way, you guys listen to it. That's great. I'm happy. But... Um, so basically those are the things that I wanted to talk about in this episode. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. I know I didn't really touch a lot on the punk rock scene or hell, you know, really any kind of music or movies. Um, this was more based on things that had been going on this week and, um, just, I wanted to talk about them and get it out there and see if anybody was listening so well this concludes this podcast uh next week we'll have something different hope you guys enjoyed this one and i really hope that you guys continue to listen um so until next week i will talk to you then thanks for listening and rusty out